there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This crowd rises to its feet. But Carl slammed it home. Garland left wing. Three ball. Perfect. Garland part of the lane. Locked up only. Pow! And Allen blocked the shot at the rim. Pow! With the left hand and a foul. Hello and welcome to the Chase Down Podcast. I am not Justin Rowan. I'm Carter Rodriguez. Uh, Justin has the night off, so you are stuck with my dulcet tones reading your ad reads. Chase Down is brought to you by Fubo TV. Watch over 100 channels of live sports and TV for half the cost of cable. There's no contract. There's no commitment. Try free at FuboTV.com. Cavs coming off a not-so-fun uh, outing against the New York Knicks. And to help me break that this uh, this uh, not-so-fun loss down and look ahead to a national TV bout with the Lakers on Tuesday, is Sporting News' is Jordan Zerm. Uh, so nice to have you, Jordan. Uh, much much better-looking co-host than normal. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. That means a lot. I also agree that I look better than Justin. So make, I, hopefully like he hears that and he knows that. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on the chase down. You know, obviously I've followed you guys for a long this time. This can't be the first time. I Maybe it's not. I can't remember. I mean, it's the first time coming on this very official with your graphics and your windows and the Twitter handle. So um, I don't know. It feels like the official official first time. Well, you know what? We'll say it was. And uh, and if so, that was long overdue. Obviously, you've been fr- a friend of the pod, even if you aren't a friend of the pod, for a, for a very long time. Let's talk about this next game. Obviously, not the most fun one we've ever seen. Uh, you know, we've seen Cavalanches. How about Travelanches? 13 <laughs> travel calls. Uh, I stole that one from Twitter. It's not mine. 13 <laughs> travel calls. Uh, 39 combined turnovers b- between both teams to 34 combined assists between the two teams. Um, outside of a stretch in the second quarter where the Cavs kind of made it tight again, where they hit nine of their 11 shots, they shot 20 of 72 from the field, a cool 27%. Uh, you know, like, what did you see? Like, was this to you, was this a, just a, a chalk it up weird night and nothing was going, nothing was working kind of night? 
Yeah, I I mean, first of all, the travel stuff is, I feel like we've almost, we've course corrected uh, entirely. Like, that was insane. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I don't think I've ever seen, like, players, coaches, fans, everybody just being like, please stop calling. Like, we actually would like for you to stop calling travel. It's like, let players travel. Um, so that was wild. Yeah, I feel like the way they came out, they came out was just, I mean, you knew it was going to be a sloppy one from the start. Like it was just brutal to watch. I'm not sure. Like the energy level wasn't really there. No, um, the it was shooting wasn't. and the shooting was horrific. I mean, they, you know, there were stretches where I think like their offense, they, they played poorly, but there were also stretches where they were getting shots and they were just missing at the rim. They were missing three. So this one feels like you ball it up and you toss it out a little bit, especially with, you know, Dean Wade going out and they still don't have Jared Allen. And um, yeah, I, it just felt like a, it felt like a lazy Sunday performance. And and I tend not to try and take too many sweeping observations away from those kind of games. Yeah. I, I think a uh, lazy Sunday performance feels right. You know, like I, I do think like, you know, there was the game against uh, Toronto where I thought Cavs played a really, really good game and they just weren't hitting shots i don't really think they played a really good game tonight I mean, <laughs> no, no. You know, like i i, I was i was kind of running through uh the box score looking at everyone's minutes i'm like did anyone have a good game tonight like mobley is the best case he had four blocks when eleven got 11 and 10 and three on not you know terribly inefficient but not terribly efficient shooting it just feels like a game where like no one really came super sharp like when they when they tried hard uh, and you know we're we're really working their butts off uh, to get back in the game. They were cutting at the wrong times. You know, I, you know, Jetty. Uh, I was checking. Jetty only had one turn, but it felt like nine passes uh, went to Jetty that where he wasn't in the spot the player thought he was going to be. And, you know, you never yeah. know whose fault that is, but like, it just felt like yeah, nothing I mean, was sharp. That, that that one towards the end of the game where Darius thought he was going to cut and threw it, and he just didn't. And you're like, and Darius kind of looked at him like, "Don't we do this all the time? Like, what <laughs> what are you doing?" So they just felt like, yeah, they were just completely like, no one was on the same page. A lot of guys were sort of. There was a stretch where like Kevin Love pulled up for a really bad three, and Karis Levert pulled up for a bad. It just felt like everybody was kind of doing their own thing instead of sort of like as a cohesive unit, which we saw them like in their last game against Philly, which is a which was an, or I'm sorry, two games ago against Philly, which was like an incredible game for them to play. So um, yeah, it just, it was disjointed, man. I think AC on the broadcast was just like, this game has absolutely no rhythm. And it, no. it was spot on like that. You couldn't get a feel for this game whatsoever, really on either side. Um, I think the the Knicks didn't exactly play great either. So uh, yeah, it's it just a weird one, man. It, it just, it was disjointed the entire game. I have two potential takeaways I want to ask you about. Um, All right. Uh, Courtesy of uh, the biggest warriors in the world, the people in our Discord, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, really just the first one. The second one's a, a classic Carter Rodriguez angst. Uh, but the first one is this team is now five and eight on the road. They're ten and one at home. Like, at what point do we say, like, do we just kind of start dreading road games? And like, do we just think that's just a byproduct of like young team? Young team does bad on road. And also, like, they've had really weird injury luck where, like, I feel like they've been more whole at home, you know, when they've had their big home stretches. Like, do you care, I guess, is the question I would ask about a, a five and eight start on the road? Um, I would, like, on a scale of worries, it's, like, it's fairly low. But I do think it was interesting, like, before the game started, um, Bally was running an interview with Donovan ahead of the game where they sort of asked him that, like, you know, you guys have sort of struggled on the road so far this season. And and he said something that I thought was kind of interesting where he was like, you know, 
we've, we really lean on the crowd at home and we haven't figured out like exactly how to get the energy up on the road when we don't have like the crowd into it. And we're trying to take the crowd out of it instead, which I thought was really interesting. My eye test um, backs that up. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then that game happened. You're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I wouldn't say it's like a worry in that, man, they just are like a really bad road team. It just seems like they haven't figured out how to, I mean, I think the energy thing is so big. Like they just kind of came out and it's almost like they just sort of expect like something's going to get them going and nothing does. And then all of a sudden they're down 10 points and they're shooting 20% from the field. And then it's really hard on the road to get yourself back into a game like that. So I, I think like it, I mean, definitely a worry. I think that record like speaks for itself and, you know, that Knicks, that's a, that's a team you should beat, even with your injuries. Like that's a Knicks team that um, didn't play well. And, and defensively, yeah, they had a I bad game. Cavs, I, think, exactly. I think they had a bad game. <laughs> they had a bad game. And defensively, the Cavs are pretty decent tonight. So um, that's a team you got to beat if you want to be the quality team that I think a lot of us think the Cavs are. And um, whatever reason, yeah. But I, I thought that Donovan comment was fairly illuminating that they like are just looking for energy from other sources and they get it at home and obviously they're not going to get that on the road and they got to sort of figure out how they can come out of the locker room a little a little more into it than they have been well i'll tell you who the biggest dumb idiot of the night is oh look Uh, at that tweet and it's carter rodriguez uh uh, you know i really thought we were going to see and uh you know donovan i i for those listening on audio i said whatever the prop for donnie's point total tonight is i'll be taking the over uh did not hit i believe it was 27 uh someone got in my mentions uh said FanDuel had it set at 27 um you know it was a weird night from him too like it felt like you're right like everyone was kind of playing on their own schedule um and and there were a lot of plays where like donovan had a really nice look and would dribble into a really hard look and i don't know if there was a little bit of like you know i i think the broadcast mentioned he had a contingent of uh of family and friends there maybe he felt you know some pressure to put on a show you know maybe he you know maybe you know he had this idea of coming in with the intention of kind of uh, kicking ass in the garden because they didn't trade for him like he did in the in the uh, the home game against the Knicks, but it just really wasn't there for him either. Obviously, you know, twenty three points on twenty two shots, two of eleven from three, just a weird night from him. I feel like he, I feel like he's had a couple weird ish games uh, out of the last like three or four, and I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Yeah, me either. I mean, it is interesting. Like you saw him pregame go up to, you know, Francisco Lindor sitting courtside and he goes up to him and he daps him up. And then, you know, John Stewart in the crowd. I mean, listen, we've got big celebs in the L- house. Carter. Listen, I, I, I would have performance <laughs> anxiety playing in front of John Stewart. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, no, but you're right. I mean, he took like, he took a pull of three earlier in the game that just missed like everything. And you're just kind of like, yeah, you, you do sometimes wonder if, especially in that sort of scenario, like, yeah, like I'm going to go into the garden. I'm going to try to score 45. I'm going to, you know, I've got friends and family and, and, you know, he's a big Mets guy and we've got a Mets player sitting courtside. So yeah, I don't think Donovan's had to really, you know, he hasn't done that before, you know, he's just been on the jazz and like, there hasn't really been an opportunity for him to be like, I'm going to prove this team wrong or anything, you know? So it's just very, um, you do wonder if like that just got to him a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's, 
he's been off. I mean, him and Garland have had some bad shooting games on the same night recently, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's it, it's really hard to overcome. It's, it's it's I was just about to say, like, if both of them are going to struggle from the field, no matter how healthy you are or not, it's just going to be tough to win because that's sort of, you know, the team is built on on their backs. And then you sort of secondary go to, to Mobley and Jared Allen. But man, they've just had some really tough shooting nights recently. Well, and, you know, I was I was saying the other thing about a bad shooting night, and it's quite specifically shooting to me because like yes. you look at the rest of this roster even when they're healthy um they're just they're, they're the only two like bona fide capital s shooters on the roster like they're the only like jetty when he's feeling it i i think qualifies but he has not been feeling it for the past month uh <laughs> no, dean, dean wade when he's feeling it has been great he hasn't feeling been feeling it for the last month obviously he's gonna miss time we, we'll talk about that later in the pod isaac remains uh, in a pretty slumpy spot uh, after a brief, um, you know, burst of, of, of solid shooting. Uh, and even yep. Kev hasn't been shooting well with the with the broken thumb. So, like, you almost need Garland and Mitchell to be darn near 50% from three uh, if you really want to, like, blow, blow the doors off of teams offensively, especially without Jared out there for, you know, easy roll threats. Yeah, 100%. And I think like you also just need, I mean, alongside with that, you need one of those guys, whether it's like Lamar having a game where he hits two to three threes or again, like Jetty, like you said. And I mean, like, I, I think at this point, it's it's a bit of, it's a bit naive to expect like Isaac all of a sudden is going to have consistent three point shooting games, but like they need one other guy um, on to any given night. Like they just <laughs> need any, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and, so, and if those guys don't have it, it's just really, really hard. Like, you know, I like I, I think that this team's shooting talent is not poor, but like they just don't have even like in a terrible example because he's shooting terribly to start the year. But like a Reggie Bullock, just a, a role player who consistently puts up a decent volume of threes and normally is, you know, makes a, a decent percentage like they just don't have that. Even their guys who can shoot like Jetty are just rides super duper hot and super duper cold to get to like a 36% average and, yeah. and, 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 th- and that's hard on a night to night basis. It's tough. And I, I sort of think, I mean, I think if there was any real observation that I took from tonight that, and maybe this, you know, can get it, get into some stuff that you had on your mind too, but like, you know, it's just, they, to your point, they just don't, especially when Dean Wade is out, it's just really tough for them um, at that wing position and, and sort of guys in the corners to find a consistent sort of three and D threat like that. Because I mean, you know, Diakite is a great story and obviously like he's fun to watch, but like to try and put him in the starters minutes on this team is, is tough and, and it is not really fair to him. Um, but then, you know, like Lamar one, he's not really taking a ton of threes and two, he's not really making them at a high rate. So that's tough. And they, I tweeted this, but they started both of them together. And like, I mean, you know, it was just the start of the game, the start of the third quarter with that starting lineup was was just really tough offensively. And then if you're not getting anything from Chetty, um, that is where, you know, they just sort of show probably the most trouble, troubling spot on the team is that. And it's it's more glaring when Dean isn't even available and then you've got Jared out. So you take any offense he's going to give you out of it. And then it's kind of like, well, where are we getting that third guy that can take some pressure off of, off of Garland and Mitchell. And man, I think tonight, you know, again, I don't want to overreact to anything tonight. Cause it, it, like we said in the opening, it was just a tough game, but man, it, it does sort of highlight that glaring need for, for that three and D wing. And, and it's just not there right now. Well, you know, and like, I think ultimately in a lot of ways, you know, a name that we really should have said by now, if things were going well, would be Karis, you know, and Karis plays 16 yep. minutes tonight. And 
another kind of uh you know not super visible outing from Karis where it's like I don't remember many plays he made other than that one three which that that three actually I didn't mind because they went way under and it's like well what are, what are you gonna do but like yeah. he just really wasn't there you know and like when you think when you're talking about players who are kind of meant to put, take pressure off of both the stars and the role guys alike you know I think that really needed needs to be Karis and on the nights where he's playing well it, you really feel it. it's like oh man this is this is easy <laughs> like yeah. like this this is this is like what they had in mind and like it just hasn't happened consistently enough and you know we talk about this team's you know rough road record right now uh, i think a lot a big part of it can chalk up to the fact that you know role players tend to shoot worse on the road and like the the cavs and and the the role players the cavs should be relying on like their their middle class so to speak uh, either hasn't been available or haven't been performing. Yeah, and I think the Karis thing is a good point. Um, something that's interesting that sort of happened with him too. I mean, obviously the scoring is way down, um, but like his playmaking, he's having. It just seems like he's having more difficulty, like driving and getting the ball to Mobley, to Allen, to whoever. Like he's losing the ball out of bounds, or he's throwing it a little bit too late. Like something has just shifted a little bit, and I don't know if the injury sort of threw him off his rhythm completely and he's still struggling to find it back but even like his playmaking which i thought was a really like was a huge part of his game early on when he didn't have to worry so much about scoring anymore because he had dg and and mitchell but he had a couple passes tonight he tried to drive and fit in there under mobley and it's it's going out of bounds or it's bouncing off mobley's legs because it's low and it's just like yeah like you said it was he was kind of a ghost and and that's the plays i remember from him were sort of these like him driving and just missing a, a fairly easy pass and um i'm not yeah it, it's tough to sort of pinpoint what's going on there but that drop-off has has really hurt them kind of significantly especially as they try to weather some of these injuries yeah it's not just anecdotal that observation um in november he averaged uh just under seven assists a game uh sent and uh just in november and uh he averaged uh just under four so you know and obviously there, there's some opportunity stuff there too you know darius got healthy yep. and you know it's it's harder to rack up assists when you don't get as much on ball time, but yeah, it's just been a little disappointing for him. And I'm, um, and you know, while he's not consistently showing up, you know, there's just a huge burden uh, as, as you mentioned on uh, Darius and Donnie. And if both of them have a bad night at the same time, it's not, you're, you know, you're not going to have a fun, a fun night on the road. <laughs> no, uh, no, I do want to, mo- I want to move to my second angst point um, because I really felt this um, uh, against the Knicks uh, and against the Bucks. Does this team have a little bit of a hard time playing against some of these these really big teams that play drop coverage? Because I felt like Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein really, really bothered both our guards. At one point, Robinson absolutely pelted a Darius floater um, attempt, and Brooke Lopez put this team in you know in, in quite a bit of pain himself. Uh, do you have any concern about that? You know, you would think that these this is kind of the perfect guard backcourt to beat that because they can just pull from three. Um, uh, but whether it's Mobley not setting good enough screens to get them enough, uh, airspace to beat that kind of coverage, I feel like they're having a hard time, uh, g- consistently generating good looks when teams don't have to go and get into rotation and don't have to help. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good observation. I mean, yeah, Brooke Lopez has had that in hell and it's been, uh, that's been unfortunate, but yeah, I think like even tonight you're watching like some of those. I mean, Garland's gotten really good at really like getting those floaters or those layups really high off the glass. And tonight he was just, he was just missing them. Like they were a little too high and they were bouncing off the front of the rim. And 
there was one point where he just like punched the stanchion because he was so frustrated with like just where the sort of angles of his shots were coming from. So I, I definitely think there's something to that in that, you know, both Hartenstein and, and Robinson are guys that um, can play that drop and are a little more mobile too. Like they can move their feet fairly well for, for, for their size. And um, I think, especially like as we talked about when those threes are not dropping and like the Cavs are like, okay, well, like, let's try to go to the hoop. Like, let's try to get something going there. And, and they can kind of confidently play that drop coverage and, um, yeah, you didn't see a ton of lobs off it tonight either. Like they were really struggling to like get Mobley lobs off of drop coverage where usually Garland is so good at sort of hesitating until that drop defender decides to come up or lean back and just wasn't happening tonight. And I, I think that that's a really good observation in that because it is now sort of not a huge sample size, but they are, they have struggled recently against that length and against, I mean, even Brooke Lopez is more mobile than you might think he is. So, um, yeah, I, I think that is a bit of a concern because night, tonight they definitely were – like they're getting the shots up um, and they were just too hard or too high off the glass. And, um, yeah, they just weren't getting the lobs like we're used to seeing. Yeah, and I think, you know, ultimately – and part of me goes, Carter, if someone else were making this point, you'd, you'd roll your eyes. Like, oh, yeah, you had a hard time scoring on the Bucks, and then you had one <laughs> bad night in New York – and yeah. that would be a fair uh, f- fair criticism. But, like, I think kind of what it can bait this team into doing is living way too much in the mid-range because you have two confident mid, you know, mid-range players in Darius and Donovan. And, like, we've just seen this team really starts hurting you when you get, when you get them in, when you get teams in rotation. Uh, you know, Evan is such an opportunistic cutter. There are other uh, players like Lamar and Isaac can generally, if they're going to make hay on offense, they'll make hay on on cuts off ball, and you just don't get to do that if the guy guarding you isn't not paying attention to you. You know, like yeah. and and teams have you know both the Knicks tonight and the Bucks, but in both losses, were able to play just straight two on two defense, and you know that's part of why you go get Donovan Mitchell, uh, an elite ISO scorer. Um, but I think they have to find ways to not just take what the defense is giving them and drop. I think I think sometimes like they're they're so confident in their one on one skills uh, in the mid range that they 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 kind of press. And I think when that happens, that's when we've seen these just like oh for six minutes the Cavs just aren't going to score. Like yeah. you know, and, yeah. and and against the Knicks you can stay in the game. Against the Bucks uh, that you know you can go from up eleven to down twenty six. Uh, you know, so I, I think that's, I, I think that's at least tape for them to be reviewing. And I, I think that they have the personnel to beat this stuff, but ultimately it is hard when your shooters aren't making shots, you know, because, uh, and, and like even tonight, there were some times where I thought Darius, just take the three, you're down 11 with yep. three minutes left and they're, they're playing, you know, Hartenstein is dropping under the free throw line. You have to shoot the three, but then like, you know, the, the real, practicality of the game has to sit in sat in at some point and you have to and Darius would probably tell you I wasn't making my threes tonight I wasn't I'm trying to get uh, I'm trying to get to the basket and find and find some rhythm so I don't know it, it, it it's it's early in minor angst uh I I think I would classify yeah. uh that, yeah, that and- one as for sure. And I think too, I mean, part of it is like, I, I always like sort of watch during games, like, especially when a Coro and, and Stevens or whoever is out there. I mean, like tonight, like Jalen Brunson was guarding a Coro for a lot, a lot of the stretches of Coro was in there and he's just, I mean, he's in the paint. Like he's not paying attention to Isaac Coro and same thing with Stevens on the other side. And like, 
I thought that also gave the Cavs a lot of issue because they were driving into traffic a lot. Like the, the paint just was not open. Like, like it can be when you have some threats like a Dean Wade or if, if Chetty's having a night where he's hitting shots and, and those defenders can't leave their guys and, and kind of roam the paint. So there was just a lot of clutter too. Um, and I think that sort of played into a little bit of like, not only can you play this sort of drop coverage and, and they got, you know, they've got size in there and length, but you've got another defender in there because they're just not worried about you kicking it out to, to or- Okoro or, or to Lamar Stevens. And um, so I think it was sort of like a perfect storm tonight of all those things where like, not only were Darius and Donovan not hitting their threes when they got open and had those opportunities, but then they're driving um, guys aren't hitting shots around them and, and the paint is just completely, you know, filled up. So it was a, um, I think it was a, a confluence of all those things that led to the uh, pretty abhorrent offensive night for the Cavs this evening. Yeah. It just feels like that is kind of the consistent, uh, you know, with the exception of the Minnesota game, yep, feels like all their losses have just really been when they just can't buy a bucket. You know, I, I and I, and Sunday, like these Sunday games, I feel like the Minnesota game, I believe, also it was, was a Sunday. Sunday. I'm I don't know what's going on, man. Maybe they they're just like I want to watch Red Zone. Like, why are we playing? And I get that, but it's just like you know, it, there's the energy level on Sundays has not been has not been up. It's been at a, it's been me on my couch kind of energy. And I, you know, I get it. A quick audit of, uh, of our Sunday games uh, so far this season uh, versus Washington started slow in that one uh, yep. versus New York. They played pretty well in that one uh, at LA. That first half was a, a nightmare against the Lakers um, yes. uh, versus Minnesota. Uh, they did beat the brakes off Miami uh, on the twentieth. Okay. Um, so uh, mixed bag. We'll call. It, oh, and then at, right. and then at Detroit, which was a another oh. ugly, hideous game. So <laughs> yeah. you know, I, you might have something there. It's you know, no n- no trend is a hundred percent, but uh, I, we'll keep an eye on Sunday Cavalier, sleepy Sunday Cavaliers yeah. uh, moving forward. I do want to talk a little bit more in depth. Uh, Dean Wade out. Uh, I believe the, the report was three to four weeks. Um. What's your, you know, what's your level of concern, scale of one to ten, uh, just given the current health of the team, current state of the wing rotation? How are you feeling? Honestly, man, I don't feel great. Um, I, I think that just Wade's presence, and like you mentioned, like he hasn't been shooting great of late, and he's already had one stretch of injuries as he had to deal with, but like. He just, to me, is a guy that you that opens up the floor. Like, yeah, guys are going to give him the respect from the shot, his shot-making ability. He's got size, and I don't think he's, you know, there's, I think there's some arguments back and forth about how good of a defender he actually is, but, like, he can move his feet, and he's got size, and you can at least use him, um, you can at least try and use him on multiple guys on some of the other team's best wing scores. Like, we've seen them do it, and I think just to have that capability to even just absorb some fouls, um, I think there's a lot of reasons why like Dean Wade is one of those very useful sort of Swiss army guys that can also has the ability to knock down three. And like you said, like when he gets hot, he's a real game changer from out there. Um, and I think like, again, back to my point about tonight and, and one of those observations is like when he's out, there's just not a, um, they don't have the depth and they don't really have somebody quite like him um, that can do the things that he can do. So I, I I'm worried about like multiple stretches of injuries for him. And then I am worried that just like teams are going to exploit sort of that weakness. And he, he is a sneaky big part of like, like I, I think I've tweeted this before, but that like, I would love to see him in the starting five because I felt like he was that when you have everybody healthy, like you stick him in there at the three and like, he's, I don't know. He's just sort of perfect. And, um, 
they're not going to be able to do that for a while. Like three to four weeks is fairly significant. So um, my level of concern is fairly high just because I think like he is just sort of a puzzle piece that fits really well. And they don't have anybody else that can sort of fit exactly what he's doing, even though his shot has been has been off sort of recently. Yeah, it's you know, I, I feel like the rest of the Cavs wings um, to, to various degrees kind of uh, do part of what Dean does, but not all of what Dean does, you know, like. Uh, Isaac can D up, uh, you know, I would say better than Dean, but can't provide the spacing. Jetty can sometimes provide the spacing, but doesn't provide the defense or the consistency. Uh, Karras is way more explosive as an on-ball scorer, but, you know, like, like, I don't know. I feel like the thing with Dean is just like, Dean is so steady, you know, And, and with the talent that the Cavs have when they're right, steady gets the job done pretty darn well you know like and and the nights where i've been critical of dean are where when he's doing stuff like playing defense with his hands because like dean all you have to do is almost nothing like just (laughs) you're big and uh, and pretty athletic for your size just move your feet and keep your hands out wide uh and you will you will do an adequate job and and help will be behind you like I, i i think that is where you really uh, miss it and like you just kind of have to rely like they're like JB's list of dudes he can play uh, just shrinks a little bit you know like on nights where Jetty and Isaac are having you know good games you don't really notice it but like like I felt like tonight I don't think Kev had a particularly good game at all and no he didn't he and certainly J- did not and, and JB <laughs> was just like well I got I'm well I'm uh you know I'm putting words in JB's mouth here but it seemed like JB was like well I just got to play him cuz Yakite yeah. didn't have a good game and it's not like Isaac's playing well it's not like uh Lamar Lamar played okay and he got back in a little bit I think at the end but like yeah he didn't really have a ton of choices and like every time you lose a, a choice of someone to go to when a role player is having a bad game it just your margin for error decreases. So I'm relatively concerned, but also, you know, I I think my level of concern is almost directly correlates with when we see Jared Allen back. Yeah. You know, yes. like if Jared come like because again, you just you just lose that margin for error. And uh since Robin Lopez just has not been playing great basketball as of late, he's just getting uh getting sauteed on defense um in space as of late. You kind of just have to play Mobley way too many minutes at the five, which means you kind of sacrifice your identity. There's like all these spillover effects when you don't have Dean or Jared out there. So like if Jared you know comes back tomorrow, which obviously I, I I'm in or I'm sorry on Tuesday, which I'm not really expecting because you know he was he was ruled out I think yesterday um, for this one. So I'm assuming he's not quite close enough, but who knows. Uh, if he if he comes back relatively soon, I'm not super worried. But if you're going without Dean or Jarrett for the foreseeable future, uh, that's that that gets a little tough. Yeah, and I think too, like they are just both in like how they play and in spirit, they are just like Jared Allen really fuels another steady really guy fuels that team. Yes, very steady. You know exactly what you're going to get from him, and um, so no, I think you're. I think that's. I think that's spot on. I mean, yeah, you can just stay. When Jarrett's not there, they are a very different team. Um, Jarrett sort of is the final piece of like, you know, I think you, they just, that he makes them go. And he, he, and like you said, you can move Evan back to the four. You don't have to sort of sacrifice that. And um, so, yeah, getting, getting Jarrett back in the lineup again. And I think like, that's been, 
that's been one of the harder things about this season is they just have not been able to have consistency in their starting five, um, in their rotations. And it leaves like, to your point, like JB sort of searching, like on a night, like tonight, like, well, who, who am I supposed to play? Like, who else am I going to put in there? That's actually going to make a difference. And, um, you know, when you constantly sort of have these injuries, um, and then, uh, you know, it, it, something to think about too, is like, well, then Ricky's going to come back and they're going to have to figure out how to sort of, get him into the lineup. So it's, it's a season of change, not only with Donovan coming in and, and figuring that out, which I feel like has been fairly seamless, but like, you know, with these injuries, um, it, it feels sometimes a little bit like last year where they just like could not get a consistent starting lineup for a while because all the injuries they were having. And that's, I mean, I, I'm sure there's frustrations internally there because it's just like, man, like we've seen what they are when they're healthy and they, they've got their five out there and what they can do. And we just haven't been able to see it enough. Yeah, I mean, I for one, Jordan, I, I I know this is just the modern NBA. Everyone, every team's gone through some pretty major injuries. It's hard to, you know, uh, play the woe is me card too hard. But I certainly was not expecting to see a lot of uh, minutes for uh, Isaac Okoro, Mamadi Diakite, Robin Lopez this season. I did no. not expect to see those three uh, sharing the floor together uh, while a game was still uh, very much in doubt. So. You know that's just you know it's a it's a it's a bummer that the that the team's a little banged up right now, but uh, you know I think that they're just going to have to survive it, and ultimately it's still five and nine, it's still really really good. You know we're, we're we're talking about a lot of things that aren't going well, and like I keep making sure I hammer this anytime we go into like a prolonged um, like commentary on things that aren't going well, like they're 15 and nine they were the fourth best team in the league uh by record and i think better by uh point differential and uh net rating while a lot of things aren't going that well (laughs) like i think it's i think it's super duper promising that you know like if they if some of these things resolve themselves or uh you know whether it's health or you know kobe kobe finds an interesting acquisition to the roster to help you know paper over some of these holes like man that's that's like now they're really cooking with gas so i'm feeling really Absolutely. good yeah go ahead yeah and i just to say like yeah it, it can be hard sometimes to zoom out especially after a game like tonight where you're just like man that was just abysmal basketball and you're frustrated and all that but like to your point like it absolutely is like when you take the zoomed out view they've also had a really hard schedule like their strength of schedule has been one of the tougher ones in the league so like for everything that they've dealt with, for all the injuries, for incorporating a, a brand new player who's playing on a different team for the first time after a huge trade, like all in all, this has been pretty great. You know, like this has been pretty fun. So um, I think, you know, with this stuff and with the injuries and how they play, like hopefully this provides JB with the experience and a roadmap for like, Hey, as we go down the stretch, as I figure out guys tendencies, because I'm having to play more guys in uncomfortable situations, like hopefully it becomes a benefit, but yeah, like they are, by by many metrics, a very very good basketball team, um, and I think that will you know hopefully with the in, we get the bad injury luck out of the way, we get some of the shooting shitty shooting woes out of the way, and and they come out on the other side looking like a really really formidable basketball team. Yeah, just uh, heading into tonight, just want to note uh, our dear friend Matt Moore, uh, HP Basketball, uh, tweeted that uh, heading into today. Uh, no team in the league currently had a top five schedule adjusted offense and defense, uh, but the Cavs were pretty darn close. They were at six in offense and number one on defense, um, despite missing Darius for a healthy chunk of the early season, missing Jarrett for a healthy chunk of the season, uh, Evan kind of playing his way into shape uh, after the ankle injury to start the year. 
Uh, so plenty of really exciting stuff um, for this team. And, uh, man, uh, they got a big one on Tuesday. They're on national TV, Jordan, hosting the Los Angeles Lakers and hosting LeBron James. And, boy, does it always feel important when LeBron comes to town, right? It's, I mean, it's an event, man. I, I remember I was at the, when he first came back as a Laker and I remember like, you know, you're, you're walking around before the game and up there's Maverick Carter, you know, there's Rich Paul. There's so, yeah, it just, it, no matter where he goes, it's, it's an event, especially when the Lakers now go on their sort of East coast trip, which they're, which they're on right now. So yeah, man, it's, it's awesome to like have, have this game where it's just going to be good basketball between the two teams because the Lakers have all of the sudden sort of turn thing. I think Anthony Davis had 55 and 17 tonight against the I, I hope he got that one out of the way, man. <laughs> yeah. Like just relax, man. You know, like just relax for a second. Um, so they're playing some good basketball. I think they've won like nine of 11 or something like that. So um, not only like, is it just, it's fun for me personally when now, you know, to get to see LeBron play the Cavs um, as he kind of, you know, goes to the, the back half of his career. But like, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are really trying to get themselves back into the mix of things after a really, really tough start to the season for them. And so it'll, it's just fun. It's just fun to have like LeBron in Cleveland. Um, he just passed magic, you know, for all time assists. Like there's just a lot of fun stuff going on and to have it on TNT, uh, for everybody to see it. Like, I think it's going to be a blast. So, uh, but yeah, this is a message to Anthony Davis to just relax. So just if chill. he is, if he's watching, which I know he is just please relax. 80s last nine games. Ready? I'm just going to read it off. 37 and 18, 38 and 16, 30 and 18, 37 and 21, <laughs> 25 and 15, 25 and 13, 27 and 12, 44 and 10, 55 and 17. Cool. That's oh my cool. That's god! The, just some, <laughs> just some average, some average numbers. Really average stuff there. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, he's he's huge. Like you just don't really realize. Like I watch him when he's fully healthy and engaged, and you're just like, this is the biggest man in the NBA, and I don't know what you're supposed to do. And he's, uh, I think he's gotten back to being like, oh yeah, I can just. I think I, there's a replay tonight I saw of him just dunking on two, like getting an offensive board and dunking on two wizards like it was nothing and you're just like well yeah so maybe that's not the game i mean to have jared back would be great but also like maybe if your back is still a little tender maybe maybe that's not the night to return yeah i'll, I'll tell you what i think i i think i need to eat a little crow on the anthony davis stuff i've been one of his more i feel like i have been you know uh, if if being ad's biggest fan puts you in the hundredth percentile i can't be higher than the tenth I've been super duper critical of the guy. Not like he cares, but, uh, you know, man, has he just imposed his will and, you know, like, it just feels like this is the stretch, like the, the roster around them still kind of stinks. Um, but they look a lot better than they did. Um, and I, and I think like ultimately that was kind of my biggest gripe with just blaming the roster with this Lakers team to start the year is like, Hey, the whole point is that you have, two to three stars that are at the top of your payroll that carry you on a night to night basis. And they weren't doing that. And yeah. like now they are and Oh, all of a sudden Lonnie Walker looks a lot better. You know, <laughs> uh, Thomas Bryant, you know, just being in like an ambulatory NBA center that helps Austin Reeves looks a lot better. So like I, I was, I was higher on the Lakers, even though I was a little lower on AD going into the year. And it feels like they're rounding into form as like at least a 500 level team when they're healthy. Right. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, it, it's interesting because living out in Los Angeles and like you put on ESPN LA out here, they were crushing Anthony Davis for uh, since last season. You know, like they're just being like he he's not dominating like we know he can. He's not really like putting the energy into you know the guy that we know he can be. And now I think, uh, yeah, like you said, these last ten games is like what the idea of Anthony Davis and LeBron James is, especially when LeBron was out for that stretch of time. So, yeah, and I mean, I think like. <laughs> I think Austin Reeves is like a legitimately good role player. Like he's actually, I've in the Laker games I've caught, like I watched them play the trailblazers the other night and like he had like 25 points and he can hit some threes and like, he's doing a lot of fun stuff. Like, again, like you said, the roster is still not the best around them, but you know, when you have a guy like an Austin Reeves who can just like have a game like that, it makes like all the difference in the world. So yeah, I mean, the Cavs are going to have, you know, they played that second half against the Lakers in Los Angeles. They sort of, they blitzed them. And I, I don't know it, what, I don't think it's going to be quite like that this time around. The Lakers seem to have figured some things out. Um, you've got them at home, which is nice. And the crowd should, I mean, it should be a great atmosphere. Um, but yeah, like you get Anthony Davis going like that. You've got LeBron back and healthy. And then, yeah, you're starting to get some contributions. And I do think like the, they should have done it at the beginning of the year, but like getting Russell Westbrook to come off the bench and sort of play the way he's been playing has also been huge for them. Um, instead of sort of trying to force him into the starting lineup and have him do stuff that doesn't make sense for the team. So they finally done some things that like make sense from a rotation standpoint. And I think now they've sort of coalesced into something resembling, like you said, a, a 500 or slightly better team. Yeah. I, I think ultimately like it's not just getting Russ off the floor because obviously he was bad, but it's also like, just putting like at least dudes that you got a guard out there because like yep. the other byproduct, I think a lot of people have talked about LeBron's increased three point rate as a, as a sign of his aging and sure. Like, yeah, as you get older, you're not going to get to the rim as much, but I also think like the roster just did not like, like there was no way for him to do that with, with the prior spacing with AD down there. Cause it's like, it's also fair to note AD's jumper has not been in a good shape. Even like he's, he's back to kicking, but, as a as a finisher and as a foul drawer um and so like there was just not enough room for him to operate and like i i think it'll be really interesting you look at this matchup i bet if jared doesn't play which i'm just gonna assume he doesn't because it helps my heart to assume he's not gonna play i don't want to i don't want to get my hopes up and have them dash (laughs) is it lamar on lebron to start and mobley on ad and you just kind of do your best i I think so. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they threw some doubles at, at AD and, and sort of just are like, you know, let them kick it out to anybody but LeBron and, and figure it out from there. Because, yeah, I mean, like the, the size difference in AD, and, and I'm not even talking about height. I'm just talking about like thickness girth. <laughs> from a girth from AD and Evan Mobley is going to be uh, is going to be tough, especially without like Jared Allen to sort of rotate over and help. So yeah, I, that sounds right. But I, I would not be shocked if they sort of mix in some double teams to just try and like not let AD get going early. Cause I think when that that's been the thing about these last few games, like he starts getting going and feeling good in a rhythm and then he just has been absolutely exploding. So um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be tough, man. When he's playing like this, like you remember like who Anthony Davis is and why he was so coveted. Like he's a really, really good player. Yeah. And I feel like, he's really kind of rediscovered that like his buckets don't have to come via ISO, you know, when he yep. just slips to the rim, like he doesn't even have to like crash hard. He's just like start his body in the direction of the hoop while the pass is on the way. And he can generate a good outcome, like 
10 times out of 10 you know like he's when he when he faces up and dribbles and tries to like show off his like bag i feel like that's like the worst case outcome and to me like it makes him so much harder to guard because you go into this matchup and you go and you almost wonder like do you just do what you did against the sixers and just kind of blitz and throw show show a lot of weird help looks to kind of keep the ball out of his hands and i don't know how well that's going to work given how well he's moving like he's going to high point the ball at his spots uh, and it's going to be hard to take it away from him. You know, I, I, I think they're, if I'm guarding him, I do think hard traps, you know, I think the one thing that AD's game never really developed is as a playmaker, you know, like he is still a guy who isn't going to average more than two or three assists a game. You know, he's not a guy who's going to, you know, uh, play chess on the floor offensively. I think you just want to throw bodies at him and make him see stuff and 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 make him make some relatively hard passes. Um, yeah. But man, it's it's going to be hard work. The Cavs, I think, are going to have to score in this game. For sure, I think like something interesting the Lakers have been doing recently um, have been they've been running like a LeBron AD pick and roll, but like at the free throw line instead of like further out, and it's just like allowed AD to just like be at the rim when whatever the second he's he rolling. the second yes, he, hit, he moves <laughs> exactly, and that's been a huge like a huge help for them. So I think like also to your point, like getting them to start that pick and roll further from the basket, if the Cavs can sort of attempt to like push him out a little further whether it's like subconsciously or not just get them to start it further away from the basket will be big so that then like they can throw stuff at him they can make like they can get in his vision but if he's already catching the ball down there you're you're toast so yeah um, and, and, I'm that, sure... and you know not to interrupt i'm sorry but no, you know the, the other thing that uh ad does better than most is when you do lean on him too hard that man will that man will spin move you into a, an easy lob <laughs> Uh, yeah. with, with with the quickness. So you're right. I do think being uh, as physical as they can and just like see see if you can bait them into starting that pick and roll uh, a couple feet further out than they want to because yeah. they don't want to deal with fighting you. You know, like that's the kind of stuff like so much of defense. Like I feel like people don't, people think about the schematics and they think about some of it's just being annoying enough to like get them to start their action a foot further out than they want to. And I think that's yep. the kind of stuff you're going to do. Who would you start? in this game would you roll the same starting lineup you had so you have extra size to help or would you maybe i don't know try to inject some shooting i i mean like i think like i i don't think they can run out the five that they ran out tonight um even if it adds some extra size i just like i think you have to have one of those spots at the three or the four be somebody who can shoot like or has the threat of shooting and i I don't know if like starting Jetty is the right move or not. Um, but I, I think like what's happened to the Cavs recently is like their, their offense hasn't quite been good enough. I think their defense has still been pretty good. Um, but you look at like something like tonight and their offense was part of the reason that they lost this game. And so I think like I, I would think about trying to put more shooting in that starting lineup because I just don't think you can have like Lamar Stevens plus Diakite or plus Isaac Okoro. Like, I just don't, I don't think that is a tenable starting five, even if you feel like, okay, well, we can lean on it defensively. We can really muck stuff up and, and hopefully Darius and, and Donovan have a better shooting night, which like I can, I can see that line of thinking. I just think like teams are going to really start to exaggerate how they sag off some of these guys. And it's going to get worse the the longer the Cavs kind of have to like roll out these lineups. And 
I, I, I might shake it up a little bit because I just think they need to have that, that shooting threat um, that's out there. So I, I might lean that way. Where, where are you at? You know, I don't know. Cause uh, you know, you can get really weird and put Kevin love in there. Um, okay. And you could get weird uh, and just say, Kev guard. One of these Lakers guards that just run around and sometimes can shoot, you know, whether it's Beverly Schroeder or Lonnie Walker Walker, I would think he would, would be a really rough matchup just given how athletic yeah. Walker is the other guys, you know, and here's the thing that you might, you know, in speaking of some defensive chicanery, maybe you, maybe you just say, Hey, we actually don't mind if Dennis Schroeder goes ISO a lot in this game, you know, and we're going to, we're going to give him a, 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 you know, a seemingly tasty matchup. Um, and, and not help as much as you might think we should and see what happens. You know, I, I think you could, you could junk it up a little bit like that. I, I don't mind the starting lineup and just say, Hey, Donnie and Darius, you're just going to make better, more shots. You know, yeah. like if I, those two I shoot mean, better tonight, you have enough offense to win the game. It's a different story. No, I think you're, I mean, that that's totally fair. Like I, I think if like, yeah, if Darius and Donovan sort of regress back or egress, whatever. I don't know what the term is to go back to the mean after uh, they regress. Regress, the regress. Okay, and, regress and you know what? Either way, great. Quick sidebar: someone in the YouTube comments uh, last pod uh, uh, came after uh, my dear co-host <laughs> Justin Rowan for saying regret for talking about positive regression. They said it's progression yeah. when it's positive. I said no, 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 not so fast, my friend. I looked it up. <laughs> it's regression in either direction. And uh, okay. and uh, my buddy uh, and and dear friend Justin Rowan was right. And you know who else is always right? Jordan, our dear friends at Zoom. Support for this podcast and the fo- uh, and the following message come from Zoom. Half a million businesses connect using Zoom, a single platform for phone, chat, and workspaces, events, apps, and video. Zoom enables real time collaboration for teams around the globe. Zoom, how the world connects. Yep. Jordan, I almost forgot to get the ad read in. Had to sneak it in. While no, I was already a, monologuing. I mean, absolutely elite transition oh, to that ad read. Oh, so, thank you. Um, I'm doing my yeah, best Rowan uh, impression. Yeah. Um, well, good. Yeah, because I was searching for what other word to use outside of uh, regress. And I was like, I don't think there is one. So no, positive anyway, regression. It, it, positive it, it, regression. It can happen. It can happen. So, so yes, if, if they get back to shooting closer to their averages, it will feel a lot better. Um, and maybe that's where they go. Maybe they, you know, I think, I feel like JB often leans, like, how do we play this better defensively than how do we play this better offensively? So like when you're coming in against a Lakers team, maybe you do get weird. Maybe you do. I sort of, I'm into the Kevin love thing who, you know, is hopefully has a better shooting night than he did tonight. Um, so yeah, maybe they get weird. Maybe they junk it up. Maybe they throw random bodies on, on positions you're not expecting and, and get the Lakers out of their actions a little bit. So uh, here's we'll the here's the only other counter I'll, I'll make for keeping the same starting lineup. Uh, it would be devastating, Mister Zerm, if Evan Mobley picked up two fouls in the first five minutes of this game. That's correct. That's very that's very true. Uh, so and I don't. I think that I that that uh, realization has made me go. Let's roll Diakite out there. Let him take a couple hits to start this yeah, one out. And, and um defensively jetty would probably i i you just you never you never know what's going to happen yeah. um so, so this is a group I, that you would expect jetty that that point guard trio you would expect him to be able to do an okay job on that you group. would hope so one would hope um so yeah i don't know i guess i always kind of lean towards like the extra shooting a little bit because i think like the spacing just makes such a big difference for them but i do I do see where you're coming from and I do see how like they could just kind of decide to go. Yeah. Let's like, let's keep Evan. Let's try to protect Evan a little bit 
and uh, and throw some bodies until it's time where we got to make some rotation changes. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a, a certainly a tough game, a tougher game than we probably thought it would be a week or two weeks ago. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very excited for it too. You know, I there is something about a national TV game, and you know, this is a very inside baseball Cavs diehard kind of take. But our only national game last year was on ESPN. Our first game of the year was on ESPN. It'll be kind of fun here in like Barkley and the crew. Uh, like, like I think if there's any indication that I still value what those guys say, it's like, I want to hear them talk about my team, uh, and, and and kind of deep dive a little bit, like their thoughts on what this team's bringing to the table. And, you know, that's just like a special little treat over the course of the year. I I don't know. Plus like everyone's going to like people act like they like national TV doesn't matter anymore. The timeline tells me otherwise that most people are tuning into that game if it's on. Oh, absolutely. I, there's still something about a TNT game, man, that feels that feels big, especially when, like, you know, you've, you've obviously got the LeBron-Ohio connection, the former Cavs stuff. Like, LeBron will probably write something on his shoes about Akron or about Cleveland or whatever. Like, there's always, like, a little bit extra there. I can't wait to hear Shaq, like, not know half of the Cavs rotation players while he's trying to talk about them on the halftime show. Like, that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's like, you know, we grew up like being used to the Cavs being on national TV and TNT all the time. And when you don't have it for long stretches, it's weird. And so it's always now a little bit fun to like, to get one of them back, especially in a matchup like this, where like people love to talk about the Lakers. People love to watch the Lakers. No, even if they're, you know, for most, most of the season, they've been really difficult to watch. So like, no, I think it's going to be a ball. And I think like, again, that, that atmosphere um, at the field house should be pretty, pretty great. Isn't it kind of nice to, to not to like, I feel like the energy when playing LeBron has shifted so much uh, over, over the years. Like it started out, uh, LeBron comes to town and you were the, you know, obviously that's one of the most infamous games ever, you know, vi- virulent anger, not, you know, something that I think a lot of Cavs fans are super proud of looking back at it. And then it just then it moves into like this just big brother just sunning era where he's just kicking your ass over and over and over again and it's not super fun he always even if the team he's on isn't good he's he makes sure to get up for that game and i feel like this this game i and i felt a little bit last year but this is almost the ex-girlfriend at the 10-year reunion energy like you want to show her that you turned out okay. You you landed a, you landed a good gal yourself, but it's not yeah. like negative. You're not no. like you're not like you don't have malice in your heart while you're showing off your new life uh, no, to, it, to to your ex. But you still have a little bit of like I want I want to show her that I turned out I yeah. I, I turned out well. I think that's the vibe I feel going into this. No, game. I, I like it. It's like uh, yeah, you're like hey I um. I bought this home. It was a bit of a fixer upper, but man, I've really turned it into something special. And like, I have friends over all the time and they're really <laughs> complimentary of it. You know, it's really great. Um, but it, even on a more serious note, like it's, it's an appreciation now. I feel like, totally, you know, like there's, totally. an, there's an appreciation of him. Uh, whereas like you said, there was booing him every time he touched the ball. Now it's sort of like, you know, if he throws down a big dunk, people are going to stand up and go nuts. Like it's, and I, that is so much preferable to what it used to be. And I'm glad that I'm, I'm thrilled that like, we're at a point now where people can just, when he comes to Cleveland can watch him live and appreciate like what he's still doing at his age. So um, that is also a, a very cool part of this is like, yeah, like 
watch him and appreciate him and, and applaud him when he's doing things. And that's, a, I think that's so much, that's a much more fun way now to watch LeBron than it was obviously when he left for the first time. So I, that's I think so that, stressful. that's, Oh my God. Like it I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited for this game on Tuesday, uh, no matter how it ends up, I'm not stressed about it. Like no. there's no referendum on anything. And that's, that's a nice change. Absolutely. That's a, I think it's a really good point. It's just like, yeah, we, you know, he came, we got the ship, he left. Now it's just a, now we can just enjoy it. Like just enjoy playing him on national television. Absolutely. Well, I will take no more of your time. Uh, Jordan Zerm. Thank you so much for joining. Anything, anything you'd like to plug, uh, obviously over at the sporting news, uh, any, anything you want to, you want to, uh, sell, uh, before uh, we leave? Yeah, I've got a weight loss plan. Oh, uh, wow. You know, no, Brother. I, I'm kidding. I, I, I certainly don't. Um, no, I mean, thanks for having me. Yeah, following, follow us at The Sporting News, um, both on, on Twitter and Instagram. I think we're doing some fun stuff there. And, uh, yeah, just follow follow me. Uh, for I, I've made some TikToks about the Cavs recently, Carter. This is a thing that I've done. Oh. I don't know how I feel, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I don't know if I feel great about it, but I'm, I'm doing it. So um, if you want to follow me on TikTok, uh, my handle is at Cleavesurm. It was my old Twitter handle, so you can find me on there as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, don't tell everyone that I'm on TikTok. Like, I don't know if I want that to be, you know, a hugely public thing, but I- I'm there. My face is on there. So. Listen, I'll tell you what. My algorithm is finely curated <laughs> at this point. I got, I- I'm scratching every itch with that thing. What's People- uh? What's oh. your top, like, what's your top, what top category are you, what are you getting on TikTok? What's the oh. first video that's popping up for you? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I actually had this thought today. It's not like at anywhere near the top, but my, the thing I will always like within, you know, with like this really optimistic, um, you know, like, oh, I'm totally going to take this and use this is Excel tips where people are okay. like, yeah, my, this idiot coworker was doing this function, <laughs> but here's the real function you should do. And every time I, I go, holy crap, I didn't know you could do that in Excel. And then I'll like it. And then I never look at it again and never do the tip. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how TikTok was meant to be used, baby. It's not, I love, I it love is not a personal growth like, platform. <laughs> no, I like that Carter is deep into Excel spreadsheet TikTok. This is huge news. It's not, it's not again, it's not high in my algorithm, but I like to know. <laughs> Another one today. I was like, "Why am I doing this? I'm not going to get. I'm never going to use this thing." Oh man, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Thank you for sharing that with me. Well, I, I think now is as good a time as any to uh, to end this thing. So thank you so much uh, for joining, Jordan, and uh, to our to our listeners on YouTube, our listeners on audio. Thank you so much for supporting the pod. If you are on YouTube, go ahead and uh, hit that like button uh, and uh, make sure you're subbing to the Cavs YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, help cook those books and exploit that faulty algorithm. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Cavs. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.